0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. Guys, today is going to be the perfect example of why I call them episodes, because our guest today is really doing some epic work out there. Uh, Mo Brosette is the founder and executive coach at Hunt and Prosper, right? Right already, right? We're going to be hearing all about that. Uh, He's an expert in human behavior, mindset, movement and nutrition. He is a keynote speaker on fear and human potential, so obviously we're going to have a lot to talk about. He works with companies and teaches individuals how to reach their professional and personal goals and overcome limiting beliefs using fear, actually, as a tool for their success. He's got a weekly radio show on One Life Radio, and guys, I could go on and on, but would much rather you hear from him, so please help me welcome Mo. Woo!
1: I feel like I was waiting for an applause,
0: <laughs> right? I should have, that up. was the, I
1: think, I, I think I need to hire you to read my bio on my <laughs> website. That was probably the, that was legitimately the best, uh, description of my bio or reading of my bio I've ever experienced. So thank I you. I love it.
0: Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mo. And I appreciate you making the time. I know you've got so much going on. So, so, but I, I, I am so grateful because I really wanted to To bring you to our audience, because if they, guys, if, seriously, if you don't know him yet, you're going to grow to love him throughout this episode. And I want to make sure that we leave some space so that you know how to find him. But happy March, Mo. How's, how's 2021 so far?
1: Uh, 2021 is great so far. I'm loving it, actually. It's been an incredible year.
0: I love that. I love hearing that. So now I had the blessing of a great conversation with Mo a couple of weeks ago, but for our audience, can you please... Give us you know, your nutshell. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I do a couple things. I wear a couple hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a foundation here in North Texas called Adapter Training Foundation, and we work with critically wounded veterans and civilians that have suffered from amputations, spinal cord injuries, and neurological diseases like Parkinson's and stroke. And we work with them cost-free because we're a nonprofit through a nine-week training cycle. And my role with the organization is working with these individuals, both veteran and civilian, on mindset on the use of breath meditation and language reframing to help them overcome the limiting beliefs that have been instilled by them oftentimes by doctors doing their best they know how to do but telling them things like you'll never walk again to a spinal cord injury or you know this is the new normal you're always going to need help walking going to the bathroom you're never going to use a fork or spoon again so when they come into our foundation they have these limiting self-beliefs and these fears that they can't do something. And, you know, that's one of the, one of the things we tell them, I tell our, our athletes. And we say, we use the Bill Bowerman quote, by the way, as far as athletes, if you have a body and you move, you're an athlete. So what we tell them that the only word you can't use in here is can't. (laughs) And and again, my job is to help them literally reprogram the neural pathways and their ways of thinking, speaking, and then being so that they can in fact, do these things that have been deemed impossible. And so, and I will, I'll, I'll share some stories of what I'm talking about in a minute, but you know, the, the other things I do is, is from my, my, my studies in, in neuroscience and positive psychology and meditation and breath work and what I've been able to experience and use it firsthand at the Adaptive Training Foundation I've taken that information and gone out into the corporate sector and working with teams as well and helping them understand that, listen, it's not about not being afraid. It's not about not having stress, anxiety, or worry. It's about being aware of those emotions and feelings, validating that, yes, those are supposed to be there. And now what can I do with them? How can they serve me to make me better? So I speak on fear. I speak on stress and I speak on communication, communication to yourself first, and then communication with the team around you. So that when, you, when you're in a, in a deadline, you got a sales, sales call that you have to have, or you, you know, whatever it is that your company is going through, and you start to get those moments of stress, fear, and anxiety, cool, look forward to those. And when you can do that with that mindset, man, things start to shift and turn around, and people have seen great success with this. So that's what I do in the corporate sector with my speaking, and then I, I recently lost – I'm in the first iteration of, of Class 01 of a men's academy – where I work with successful men that have, they, they, they've lost their purpose. They have, they've made it in life. They've made it in business, but they don't know who they are. And I had, I had a one gentleman tell me specifically, I've got multiple businesses in the DFW area that run themselves. I literally walk in, shake hands, kiss babies and tell people they're doing great, but I'm hollow inside. (gasps) I don't know who I am. He's like, you look at me on paper, I've got everything. I don't have to work, but I don't know who I am. I'm miserable. So what I do in my academy is helping these successful men rediscover their purpose through purging, limiting beliefs, through purging physical space, through creating a community of like-minded men and bringing back into physical because my background for 25 years was in fitness and holistic nutrition. So helping guys understand that, look, you have to be, you need to have some strength. You need to have mobility. You need to have some endurance just to play with your kids safely and age properly. But also in case an emergency situation happens, you need to be prepared. So this program is called the new alpha. And I teach, that's what I'm teaching men to be a new form of an alpha male, not, not this overly bearing the way we tend to think about being an alpha, but a man who is confident, but Is quiet a man who is vulnerable, who is not afraid to cry when he needs to express his emotion in a healthy way, but also can take care of business when he needs to, physically if he needs to. He can. He's ready for any emergency situation, and that helps men find their purpose. The men and I limit it to ten to twelve men per class, Mm -hmm. so that way they can form and bond a tribe together. Because it's not about me teaching; it's about them meeting together, holding each other accountable to their word and growing from there, and what I've been able to do with this is is, is, very, is very inspiring, and the men that I have in this program right now are making some life-changing discoveries, and discovering who their purpose is outside of their title, because that's the thing, like, if I said, hey, Berto, tell me about yourself, like, well, I'm a podcaster, I'm a speaker, like, those are things you do, mm-hmm. who are you, Yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an attorney, I'm a doctor, I'm a CEO, I'm a dad, no, those are things you do, if yeah. I stripped all that away from you, who are you? I don't know. Cool. Let's figure it out together.
0: I love that. I love that. And the yeah. truth is, Mo, we're, we're human beings, not human doings, but I, I, Bingo. yeah. And I ask that a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll come in, you know, to a, to a, a webinar or a seminar or whatever I'm doing. And I'll say, who are you? And everybody will say, oh, great. And I'm, I'm like, I'm glad you said that because my question was not, how are you? It was, who are you? And you know, your subconscious picked it up, but I love that. But Mo, let me ask you a question because when you get people that are coming in for the treatment, and I want you to share some of those success stories because we, you know, I'm privy to them because we've had the conversation, but you know, it sort of irks me as you're describing it, that the doctors, okay, who who are in a position of of authority that people trust and people will listen to what they're saying and people take their word as, as the final word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What happens when I mean is there not is there not a burden on them as well not to be so negative? And I know it's probably for liability reasons, but mm-hmm. how do you how do you un I guess I guess how do you undo what what that person in that authority tells them with such success like you do?
1: It takes some time, a lot a lot of some, sometimes in some cases, it might take several weeks. Some cases the people are like, hell no. You know, one guy was like, my doctor told me I'd never walk again. And I literally looked at him and said, you're going to make me walk back in this office. Aren't you? And wow. so literally like in the course of our program, you know, he, and he got injured in 2011, a spinal cord injury, um, and a, a C spine injury, which is very means he, he doesn't have a lot of use of his hands and is very, uh, he, he needs more help. Mm-hmm from the floor, got up and stood up for the first time and started to, and started to walk and take steps. So, you know, and, and listen, so doctors, when, when, they, when they say things like that and to give them, and this is what I explained to the people that come through our program is to, I say, please understand they're doing the best with what they have. And this is a very new space for the medical profession as well. They don't see spinal cord injuries or amputees doing the things that you're doing. This, this is historically what they know how to do. You're less than one percent of the one wow. percent. So take that for what it is, but don't let that limit you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, and, it, and a lot of times, again, it's the fear of falling. It's the fear wow. of, of it's the fear of not being able to do something that they're afraid of. And we're saying, we say, okay, listen, you're going to need to fall. Like you're going to fall, and when you do, we're going to realize that it's okay. Mm -hmm. and then you're going to get back up and we're going to learn how to do it better again because until we help you face that fear and recognize that that fear is there to make you do the things in order to not fall and also learn how to do it better you're never going to progress you're never going to reach your potential you know one of our guys came in and he was he's an amputee Mm -hmm. he was hit on his motorcycle and instantly amputated his left leg high in his thigh
0: oh my gosh
1: um 51 years old and you know the doctor said hey listen Keith you're never going to walk again you're always going to need help going to the bathroom you're always going to need help taking a shower this is just this is the new normal for you sorry you know and you're 51 years old here's here's best case scenario for you and mm-hmm. Keith waited so he had the strength to roll himself in our foundation and you know started and came into our program and to keep it short 91 days after his amputation he did a 24 inch box jump and then did six more. And then by the end wow. of the program, he was doing 30 inch box jumps, climbing 12 foot ropes. He did, you know, he's done multiple Spartan races with us. Wow. And, you know, it, it, and that's, that's the power of the human spirit. And when you surround yourself with the right type of enablers, the people that say, you know what? I believe in you. Yeah. Let's see what's possible. Yeah. Then that little, that little switch flips, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, wait, what, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this thing. And it's not like, it's not just the amputees. You know, we've had athletes come in and I was driving in this morning thinking about this, thinking about the power of breath, the simple act of breathing. We've had athletes with Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's so bad that that one of our guys couldn't, it, it took him five minutes to say his name and what happened to him. And day one, he walked a total of about 12 feet and then collapsed. And it took him, I was timing him two and a half minutes to cover that 12 feet. And then he fell wow. because he was battling the Parkinson's. He was fighting it. Mm -hmm. So through breath work, through visualization, we were able to get him to a space where when he started to have a Parkinson's episode and he started to have tremors, if I just simply laid him on his back, had him start breathing through his belly and visualizing, and I've got a video of this, of Parkinson stopping in 40 seconds. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Now, I'm not saying or claiming that it cured Parkinson's because he Mm -hmm. still has tremors. However, he has an awareness of it now Mm -hmm. that when he starts to have an episode, he can control it and he did it over and over and over again. And by the end, so day one, again, he couldn't walk across the floor. At the end of our program, 10 weeks later, he was literally running back and forth on a, a a pier helping athletes get in and out of water and Mm -hmm. out of boats because we were doing a fun, we we always do fun trips at the end of the program to show Mm -hmm. them what they're capable of doing. Um, So that's what he was doing, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's multiple things like that. We have athletes with that have stuff that are, that have, seizure and have epilepsy due to tbi and trauma brain trauma that can recognize when they're having an aura that would typically start an episode a seizure Mm. and they can tap into their breath and stop the aura and stop the seizure one of our athletes was having multiple seizures a day every day and once he came through the program and started working on his breath visualization and mindset went i believe he went six months without a seizure
0: oh my goodness that's amazing that's amazing, Mo, and I, and I think it's that that invitation into what is possible. You know, when when all the other news they're getting is is sort of gloomy and doomy, and and you're right. I mean, I I I I tend to jump at listen. We need to do better. We we need to in that medical field we need to do better. But it's true they don't have access to the information that you have. They don't have access to mm-hmm. the success stories that you have, and and the the ability to be able to to bring that possibility into these people's lives, which is just life-changing, I'm sure. But thank you for, for sharing that with us, uh, Mo, because I think that that really plays a picture into sort of just, and, and I love that when you're saying it, there's so much passion to what you're saying. I mean, you're breathing, living, uh, loving every minute of what you're doing. And I think that the, the reward of doing work like that and being able to even translate it into, into sort of, um, uh, I don't know, into into the corporate space that can be mm-hmm. just as as injured, right? Is that the right word?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just as injured. So I want to go there for a minute because I know a lot of what you mentioned, especially in the corporate space, is, is building that relationship with stress and fear. Now, mm-hmm. how do you... What would you say? And I think sometimes the the default is let's try to avoid it. Let's try to avoid the fear. Let's try to avoid the stress. How do you bring that into the equation and really help them use it as a tool to succeed?
1: I love the way you frame that. So the, because the one of the very first things that I explain to people is that that very thing the the misconception that you need to be quote fearless or mm-hmm. stress free is just it's false because the moment you think, so if I came in and started working with you, said, hey, we're going to work on reducing stress, eliminating fear, et cetera. And you're, I'm giving you these tools to do this. I'm giving you homework assignments. I'm giving you whatever. And the moment you feel afraid and the moment you feel stressed out or anxious, you feel like you failed. You feel like it doesn't work for you. And I know that because that's what I've coached. Now, that's what, that's what I've heard before. Like, well, I'm, I, I think I'm doing it wrong. I failed because I like, no, you're supposed to be afraid. The fear is there. Like when you have something important on the line, you're going to be scared. And that's good. It's, it's there to say, okay, all right, Berta, I know you're afraid. Have you done steps one through four that you know to do to get past this problem? Yes. Okay, cool. Use that. The fear is there to remind you to go, oh, I need to do these things. Mm, wow. You know, that's what it's, a, and it's about, you know, the stress, these emotions are valid. And when you understand that and you recognize that and you realize that nothing is wrong with you, that is when that, that switch flips for you. And that's what it is. That's the magic of it. And that's what I get into people's head immediately when I start speaking about this. Number one, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. The emotions you feel are valid. Use them. Celebrate them. And, and let them, let them serve, you. you know, they've done multiple studies on, on extreme athletes. And I use this in my talks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause you see people like, like, uh, the, the, the guys who do the, the motocross where they jump the ramps, and they go up, you know, 40, 50 feet in the air that you see the, the rock climbers that do the free soloing right. and stuff like that. Skydivers, they're not, they are just as terrified as you watching them do it. Yeah. The only difference is they use that fear to check off the boxes and to actually get excited about what's possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't have, they don't focus on, yes, you could break every bone in your body and die. They don't focus on that. It's just like when you're snow skiing, if you ever snow skied, they say, Hey, don't look at the tree. <laughs> look yeah, at where you want exactly, to go. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, so that's what they do. So when you feel afraid, <laughs> don't look at the tree, look at your goal. And then, and then go, okay, cool. I know I need to do this step, then this step, then this step. I've done my research. I've done my homework. I'm ready for this breathe. Let's go.
0: Wow. I love that.
1: Yeah. The breath is the key. Breath is the one thing that it was the very first thing you did. And the last thing you'll ever do in your life is take a deep breath. We have to mind that gap in the middle. And even when you're anxious, when you're nervous and you're excited and you start, you need to be aware of that short, shallow breathing when you can recognize that in the midst of fear, anxiety, worry, anger, and you start to dial into the diaphragmatic breath that most people are familiar with, mm-hmm. automatically without even doing anything, it puts you into a different brainwave state called alpha. It calms your nervous system down, wow. puts you into a parasympathetic nervous system state so that you can process information. You can hear and speak and think objectively, and then you can, you're, you can get the outcome that you desire but it's only because of the fear and because of the stress that allowed you to be aware of that and tap into it. So again, that's how you use it.
0: Yeah.
1: I want you to be afraid. I want you to find things to make you scared.
0: I love it. I love it and mo what 's crazy is that it 's almost like an insurance policy right you 're telling them listen you 're preemptively telling them you are going to be scared, but we 're going to use that as a good thing because a lot of yeah. people don 't even want to talk about that and listen even even with something as simple as the breath work. I was talking to my aunt the other day she 's eighty four years old, and she had some issues and had pneumonia, and now she 's getting out and walking again and, and she 's doing better, and I go, listen. That no one, unless we are going out of our way to look for that, we don't even know how to breathe as humans. Mm-hmm. Unless you're 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 intentional about getting into a practice or or what you what you just described, nobody's breathing. We're not oxygenating even our brains correctly because we're just breathing to survive. We're not really being intentional about the breath work. So I love that you said that because I think it's it's far more important than we. You know, we tend to take it for granted.
1: You know, so here's a funny thing that, th- that I discovered. And this is this is my theory and opinion based on me being in the health and fitness industry. If you watch a baby breathe, if you watch a toddler breathe, they, they breathe normal. They breathe with their belly. They breathe with their diaphragm. Mm-hmm. However, and you as a female will relate to this. We did that until the first time someone in school made fun of our weight, looked at our belly or we looked at a magazine cover and we didn't look like that person on the cover. Then the guilt, the shame and the word of I'm not good enough gets ingrained in your brain. It gets programmed in and you go, I can't, I can't stick my belly out. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Let that settle in for a second. Yep. Shit. You know, I'm right.
0: Yeah. Listen, (laughs) yeah. You just told me and it, and it, and it immediately, and I, and I see it. Listen, that's that's pretty badass that's that yeah. makes all the sense in the world makes yeah all i mean i was
1: a, i was a personal trainer for 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 all for a couple of decades
0: mm-hmm. and
1: even like in my profession and that's this part of the way i came at this realization like shit man like you you can't as a trainer walk around and breathe diaphragmatically even if you've got a 12 pack they can't see that they see a bulge in your stomach and they go oh that guy's fat i'm not working with him yeah. <laughs> so so there's this judgment. So then we get co- we get self-conscious about it. We go, wait, I can't. And and if I don't look like this, I'm not good enough. And then there's this whole cycle that starts in. Mm. So again, understanding you know in this in what I tell my athletes and what I tell the corporate folks that I work with as well is you are exactly who you're supposed to be. You are perfect the way you are, who you are is absolutely perfect. This is how you're designed. Let's learn to celebrate it.
0: Uh. I love that I love that mo, and I love that you 're doing this work in the corporate space because again, I think that that people focus in corporate you know on on leadership, which this has a lot to do with leadership, but they focus on on just sort of scratching the surface let 's check off the box, we have this personal and professional development money let 's let 's get a program, but they 're not really peeling back the layers, uh, much to the disservice of, of the people on their team. If you're investing, making that investment anyway, why not, why not get the people something that they're going to be able to really make a shift and, and take that to their lives and their personal lives as well as their professional lives. So I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I was reading about you and, and I think this, this plays so much into it because I hear a lot about it. in in the corporate world as well, is that an issue, and it seems to be rampant, and I want you to either agree or disagree with me, there's this issue with that inner office communication, right, Where or the lack thereof. Now, how do, because you do so much work in, in helping them navigate and embrace the fear and the stress, how does that translate into how you can help people, let's say just in this arena, um, when there's a communication yep. breakdown, how do you help them bring that into that cycle and maybe break through that? Because that's usually when it's, something's wrong in an organization, you can narrow it down into communication.
1: 100%. That is a phenomenal question. So number one, so, oh, are we there? Sorry. I had a yeah, you're call. here. Uh, <laughs> so n- number one, you, it starts with communication with yourself. It starts with your self-talk because if if you and I are having a conversation and we work together and I come in and I have a negative self-image about myself and I'm not happy with who I am, I'm coming in at the subconscious level on high alert and anything you say to me that triggers that at the subconscious level is going to cause a reaction that is going to be non-favorable. It's like touching a hot stove. And we're programmed that way because the subconscious, if I'm living life in a sympathetic fight-or-flight mind space and, and physiology, which most Americans do, in corporate especially, mm-hmm. then l- tiny things like a, a specific word, a tone in your voice, a sound, a smell is going to trigger me. That is physiological fight-or-flight response. Mm-hmm. So I've got to, number one, understand that what you say to me, if it triggers me, that's my responsibility. And what I teach is rehearsing responses to triggers. So mm-hmm. if I know I'm going to walk into a room with you and two other people, and 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 I know that you're probably going to say same, some things that trigger me, it's not on me to come in and ready to be defensive. It's up to me to say, okay, these are my triggers. These are the things that impact me. And I know also that they're Intention is not personal against me. They're trying to do do what's best for the company. And also, I have to understand too that I don't know what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. You may have had the worst day ever with your spouse, significant other, children. And then you come into the office and this is just how you are that day. Or maybe it's just a cycle. Maybe it's because you're unhappy in your personal life. And we bring that into the office because there's that whole thing around leave it at the door that's bullshit yeah. you can't leave it at yeah. the door when it is when it is traumatic at that level and you're not happy with who you are you cannot leave it at the door mm-hmm. so in in, our, in 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 communication and in inner office communication we have to we have to get right with ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to understand that number 1 let's fix your self talk and then let's also understand that the person on the other side of you is not meaning to hurt you. And if by chance you feel like they are, understand that they're battling some things and they're just projecting it onto you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I tell everyone that I work with and I tell my corporate people as well is no one can quote, make you anything. I can't make you <laughs> mad. I can't make you sad. I can't make you feel any way. That is your choice. And some people don't like to hear that. But in the people that don't like to hear that are in that pain body segment. Like, what do you mean? You, 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 you made me upset. No, I told you some information. You chose to receive it a certain way, mm-hmm. and and then assign an emotion to it. So, but let's have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. And that's where open dialogue comes in. Is you know, if you are not are having a, a tough conversation, it's my responsibility also to say, hey, Bert, hold on, just just a second. Here's what I'm hearing, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm what I'm hearing is this. Is that how you're saying it? And just start, which start with some clarification, but recognize that you are in control of you and your emotions, not the people on the other side of you. Um, the executives I've worked with, when I give them these tips and these, these tools to work with, and they practice it first with themselves, and then they take it into the office. I worked with a lady here in Dallas that is a, a banking executive, and she's the only female in the, on the team. Wow. So you can imagine at this high level, she's walking in with a lot of very a-dominant personality men. Mm-hmm. And this piece of advice is, number one, you can't take this personal because it is not you. Yeah. regardless of what they say or how you receive it. This is not about you. Because she was like, how do I match their energy? How do I come up to that level? I said, don't. You don't need to come to that level because when you do, you're just you're fighting fire with fire. Mm-hmm. The, this, the strongest, bravest, most badass human in the room isn't the loudest. It's the person that can sit back, breathe, listen objectively, take some time and answer intelligently. It's like the saying, it's better to be a warrior in a garden
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Understand, have the tools and the tools come between the ears. Yeah. In this case in the corporate sector. And that is kind of a long answer, how I start working with, with teams and companies and corporations on improving inner office communication. It starts with self and then you build out from there.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and, and I love the way that you put that Mo, because I think what happens is that once you can get, certain people to buy into that and to understand it and they'll start just it's a reflection because they'll, they'll start practicing it and seeing that it works it sort of bleeds in to the rest of the organization and and but i love that you're in that space and that you're that you're bringing that awareness because again it's not just something that's going to help them in that organization it's going to help them for the for their lives and bleed into their families and, and into their social scenes and everything else that they're doing. So I just, I love it. And I really, really appreciate you elaborating on that answer because sometimes I feel like, like, how do you, how do we just not get it? That when a culture of an organization is not working mm-hmm. at the very foundation, it's going to come down to communication. And and it's not absolutely that that's, yeah. It's, that's not the only thing, but man, if you can if you can't fix the communication, it's going to be hard to fix everything else. So well, and
1: just real, just to yeah. to to land that plane real quick too. Understand yeah. that when you start to make a shift, anytime you form a new habit, expect it to feel a bit uncomfortable. Expect it to feel odd because you've created a neural pathway and you created a way of being. It's like if you brush your teeth with your right hand for your entire life and then you start trying to do it with your left, it's going to feel odd. Yeah. So when you start making mental and emotional changes, expect it to feel a little bit awkward at first. Mm-hmm. But just like anything else, if you keep brushing your teeth with your left hand, in about 30 days, it's going to feel natural.
0: You're going to master it. That's-
1: so you have yeah. to give it time. You have to give it space for it to work
0: and for it to set in. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that, Mo, because I think a lot of times um, people get impatient or they don't like to deal and, and they'll say, oh, I'm just not patient enough. No, you're just not willing to be uncomfortable long enough. To make the shift but so i love that you, yeah. that you mentioned that because it really is like every other habit it's a matter of 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 creating the habit and and embracing it long enough for it to to be to feel good so mo if i looked you up in the dictionary what would it say
1: ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know you sent me this and i forgot to but this is great <laughs> i love this it would say to, if I'm thinking about it right now today, it would say Mobroset is a man that lives free. Mobroset is adventurous. He, he loves life. He loves people. He loves adventure. He's up for any challenge. He is a practitioner of what he preaches and lives life by example and teaches by example.
0: Boom! Oh. And you, and, and, and you nailed it and you nailed it. Cause I, I totally see that Mo and what I know about you. And again, it's, it's, it's been such a blessing to get to know you and to, to read about you and to see all the great things that you're doing. It's just been, it's, it's been a, a, a real trip and a half. So I have another question now, what would you say, um, is your holy shit factor you know that unique trait that you have that when people experience they say holy shit that's that's mo
1: (laughs) about me personally or what i do
0: whichever whichever you you prefer
1: you uh, and i've and i say this because a a good friend and a couple people have told me this lately it's really like and i don't mean this in a bad way at all but it is i just don't i don't i don't care (laughs) I don't care what, you, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you own. And I, and I care about you as a human. Yeah. That's what I care about. Um, as far as me and the other thing about me is I'm the holy shit thing. People say like, I don't look my age. I'm 46 oh because I take gosh. care of myself. Wow. Yeah. Like- I, <laughs> I, I don't look my age. I don't act my age. Um, you know, I act like a child when I, when I can, as much as I possibly can. And, uh, yeah, I still go climb trees. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. it's just fun. But yeah, I would say that that's the the holy shit thing. And you know, if they when you if you can experience what I get to teach, and again and you once you recognize it, then you're like, Holy shit.
0: Exactly. He's right. Exactly. And
1: and, and all I'm doing is just giving information. Yeah. You're doing all the work. Yeah. Because you're the healer. I'm just Oh, helping you realize that that prison door was already unlocked. You just need to push.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Mo, so what are you working on this year and and how can our audience find you? I did want to talk a little bit about this men's academy that you mentioned briefly earlier yeah. because it sounds super interesting and and I want to make sure people are aware of of, you know what that entails and who that's for. And also on the corporate side, um, you know, you're speaking and you're training. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect to see from you this year.
1: Absolutely. So as far as the corporate speaking goes, I, I am fully capable of traveling and doing live live uh, talks and lectures and workshops, multi-day workshops if needed. Um, I can do those via Zoom as well. So I am ready to go to help any company out there. You give me what your pain point is, and I will help you fix it. it. Um, with regard to my academy, I'm really focused on that. That is a lot of what I'm doing because, like I said earlier, I just, I've seen so many men that are just, they're sad, they're lost. You know, I got a good friend I met the other day who's a uh, major league baseball player, retired, and two-time all-star. He was like, I was putting a gun in my, face, in my mouth and my wife caught me because I was making millions of dollars a year, but I hated myself. Wow. So what I'm doing, what, I'm, what I've created in this men's academy is life-changing and life-saving for men, for themselves and for them, their families. Because once a man rediscovers his purpose, once he rediscovers how to be a protector in all levels, in emergency preparation, and we don't think about those things, but this just happened to us in Dallas. If you want, like a, the, that whole thing that went down last oh, yeah. two weeks ago with yeah, all the storms that, that we weren't crazy. prepared for. Yes, it was good. Like it was fine because we, it only lasted for a week, but we were four minutes and 37 seconds away from a major disaster that would have caused the electricity and potentially cell service to go out for weeks, if not months. Oh my gosh. And that's been confirmed by uh, several people. I have a, so you know, it, what would you do in that situation as the man of your house? How are you prepared for that situation? So what I teach my men is be prepared for these things and here's how we're going to do it. You know, if your car breaks down, if there's an emergency in your house, if it catches on fire, what is, what is your protocol? What do you do? Do you have documents like life insurance policies, et cetera, that if stuff hits the fan that you can grab within 30 seconds and get you and your family out? Do you have a plan for that?
0: Wow. We, need
1: to, we need to work on that. Are you physically strong enough and capable of picking up your wife and a child and running distance with them if needed to get away from danger? Wow. Can you do that? Are you capable of getting on the floor and playing with your kids, your grandkids in your fifties or sixties or hell, even your forties and not, not being sore as hell for four days afterwards.
0: Yeah.
1: You need to be able to do those things. Are you capable of looking at your wife, your best friend, your, your, your whoever and saying, I need help and crying and understanding that the most, and this is what I teach my men, the bravest you will ever be in your life is when you're vulnerable enough to open up and cry to another human and say, I need help. That is what bravery is. That's what an alpha man does. He's not this egotistical asshole that tries to be the loudest guy in the room. I teach my men to do the opposite. I teach my men to be humble, to be kind, to think objectively, and to be impeccable with your word. One of the things we do is we go through the four agreements, and they are bound by those four agreements of, I am going to be impeccable with my word. I'm not going to take things personally. I'm going to do my best. So, it's 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 all encompassing a lot of what we do is working with breath with purging that's so i have three phases of my program it is purge prepare and purpose
0: wow. first what we
1: go through and the nine, the first phase is purging so we purge the mental trash that just kept you that's kept you in that cycle of lies about yourself we purge your physical space so where's that drawer where's the car where's the garage that when you walk by it it's just causing it's sucking energy where's all those the world's mental sucks So we purge all the things that have been keeping you in in this mental space that you're in. And then we make you prepare. We prepare you physically. We prepare you emotionally. We prepare you for any type of emergency situation. And once we've cleared your head, we've cleared your mind space, we've cleared your physical space, and you feel better about yourself, then you find your purpose. Man.
0: Man. And
1: it is an absolutely amazing journey. It's a 90-day program. And then once that 90 days is complete, you have an initiation. I take these men on a journey where we have some sort of physical and mental initiation that is going to test them, but also is going to bond them together because the program is virtual. We meet once a week via zoom. They have accountability with a group in with within themselves, they create a, a tight tribe. Mm-hmm. And then we meet together at the end of the program to solidify the bond in person, initiate for a weekend. And then from there, It's a legacy program where they're still involved. We do different challenges. We go through books, we do different things. So this is the goal of this academy is to create new alpha men that understand themselves, that can communicate, that can lead, that can be led with compassion, with vulnerability and confidence. And that is how we're going to change the world. That's how we're gonna change the dynamic of what we consider to be an alpha man.
0: I love it. I love it. And when you open the one for women, you let me know. No, but that sounds
1: Yeah. So, th- my well, my girlfriend Kirsten does the exact same thing. For really?
0: Me. Really? Oh, yep. no, I got I got to connect with her. <laughs> that sounds yeah. amazing. Mo, and let me tell you just 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 even the way that you said it as you're talking about it, I'm I'm getting sort of goosebumpy because the truth is that we we take it for granted that we know how to do these things until the shit hits the fan. And then you're like, Oh crap, I'm not really ready. I'm not, you know, I'm not even physically prepared, even emotionally to deal with, okay, we, we didn't have power for a week and we don't know what's going to happen. So I I love that you're doing that. So how, how does our audience find you? How do we find out more about the program?
1: Yes. So you can go to my website. It is hunt-prosper.com. And my uh, my men's academy is on there. Is you can find anything. All of my speaking information is on there as well. Um, I also I have a I have an eight week course, an online course around mastering fear, that you can purchase as well.
0: Okay. Um. So awesome. people can
1: go through that, and it's it's eight it's eight weeks, day by day. You have a video. Do you have assignments that help you to reprogram your thoughts, reprogram your mind, and take you through that process? So there is that on my website as well. Uh, you can find me on. I'm I'm most I'm most on. Instagram. Okay. At hunt, at hunt underscore prosper. And then, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't really do a lot with LinkedIn. I've actually mm-hmm. been shifting over to working more with clubhouse where I'm oh, okay, in good. A, a couple of different rooms, you know, that, and I've good. made some great connections there. I'm actually creating a room next week for men. It's going to be called the new alpha. So mm-hmm. if you're awesome. listening to this and you're on clubhouse, um, if you'd like some information on it, you can, uh, you can email me, you can contact me through my website, my, my email is simple. It's mo m o at hunt prospercom prosper dot com.
0: Can't get any easier than that. And your website is great, by the way. I I love it. You have everything there. It's very concise. It's exciting. It's it's high energy. It's it's very um, well branded. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> mo, you have been a tremendous blessing. You're so much fun, and you're doing such impactful stuff. You know, this is this is my kind of you're my kind of guy you know where <laughs> thank you We're and i wanted to really bring you into our space because i wanted our audience to get to know you as well i'm grateful i know you've got a million things going on so i really appreciate you taking the time to join us today and um any parting words
1: <laughs> absolutely when you get stressed when you get fearful realize it's there to serve you that is your best friend breathe recognize it that you don't have to solve it right there just surrender to wherever you are whatever you're going through and i promise you you will be better on the other side of it breathe and don't forget
0: Woo! awesome you heard it here guys okay so look up mo i promise you won't be and you already heard you won't be disappointed but but really look into and guys i know there are a lot of you out there that that alpha program sounds amazing mo thank you again guys go out there and do good and be great and go play outside thanks again mo
1: thank you